Hello and welcome back to the Vanquisher's Guide. I'm Randy. I'm Bryce. Hello. Uh, hello, I'm Bradley. <laughs> did, you, did you forget where we were? Did you forget what was going no, on? No, no, no. I mean, no, 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 no. I totally knew what was going on. I swear. I was going to say almost exactly what Bryce said, except for my name. And then I was like, well, uh, I can't say the exact same thing. And yeah, so... You can't copy me. I had to quickly use my wit and it uh, yeah. you just saw right through it. <laughs> hey, dude, that was cr- that was crazy. It was incredible. You're so quick on your feet. I Thank had no you. idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just really, really hoping that maybe you forgot what order it was. So that way I wasn't the only one who's ever forgotten that. I was just praying. The time that we sat here for like 10 whole <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I we could like... over you for the rest of your life. <laughs> oh my God. Oh no, dog. Dogs. Gotta love them. Can't live with them, and uh, I can live without them. Well, it seems like, at least for now, you're living with them. So Unfortunately <laughs> for now. I'm used to a cat, which is a much quieter animal and rarely ever makes noise. So, unfortunate experience. Except for, I think we have an episode with one of my cats just purring on my lap the entire time. Oh, really? oh right. I remember that Pretty episode. sure that's one of our <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember times, that. Man. I forget See, which that's... one that was, but uh, shout out to anybody that has yeah. either remembers the episodes well enough for that, or if you go it's... back and watch them to find it and then yeah. you can know this reference. Um, I that's why the uh, secret for cats is just lock them out of the room that you're in, and then problem solved. It's like they don't exist. <laughs> I mean, that that is factual information. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, sometimes, though, you can have a cat that is uh, very intent yeah. on getting inside of a room. Like, like pounds know. on the door? That's the worst. Or just, like, yowling, you mm-hmm. know? Which is such a, like, such a weird word, but such an accurate description of oh, what man. that noise is. That's so true. <laughs> it's like, I don't know who came up with that, but that is, I, when you say yowling, it's like, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that's what it is. So, like yell howling for cats <laughs> uh so surprising everybody actually this week's monster we're gonna be talking about cats which is crazy right yo Who really would have ever guessed oh, uh no uh sorry if you were really excited about talking about cats i'm so sorry to yeah, i was thinking like we were going to like back to egypt and talking about bast or something i was, no. I was getting pumped no, uh, so I, was, I was getting pumped. We might talk about like the Broadway musical slash like <laughs> those, are, the, yes. those are because monsters. that's a You're that's right. a sure of a monster. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that is a monstrosity that should never exist. Uh, but no, it might be too monstrous for our even our podcast. So <laughs> no, we're going to go with something much more tame and much more uh, uh, kind. And instead, we're just going with uh, the creature Majora from Majora's Mask. Oh, it's not just a mask? Like I, no. I'm vaguely yeah. familiar with uh, Majora's Mask, both kind of like the game and I think mm-hmm. the mask itself. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't played much Zelda, honestly. Like, Unfortunately, I just didn't really grow up with it. Video games Fair. weren't a huge part of my life then. Fair, yeah. But, man, so it is an actual like being, Majora? Um, that is... It is definitely an independent being. Um, it is definitely a creature in and of itself what that creature is and where it comes from is very much up for debate and we'll talk about it in the episode through today because it is 
very confusing and never really explored upon. It's just like kind of left as a mystery, which is nice. both cool and the worst. My but, favorite type of lore, the lore that you have to piece together yourself you from make tiny it fragments. Heck <laughs> yeah, dude. It's great. Uh so Brad, have you heard of any uh, Legend of Zelda stuff? Are you familiar with it? Do you are you an a Majora you know, I've, expert? Uh, I've heard of the game before, you know that uh I'm something that, of an expert myself. The, the main the main character that you play is definitely named Zelda. Yes. You're saving uh-huh. a princess named Link. Yep. That's true, that's true. <laughs> Everything's true. So far you're lining up. You, um you've beaten all I've the games, played, it sounds like. I have uh played briefly Breath of the Wild. Other than that, go. I have heard of the series. That is, that's right. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Technically, that is more knowledgeable than I am about most of your topics. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily true, but even if it is, it's not a problem. I mean, we got a good start, you know? Yeah, we got something yeah. to work off of. I'm here to enjoy. Yeah, and and although, like, going on the, the uh, kind of a side tangent with your having played Breath of the Wild, um, funny enough, you can actually get the Majora's Mask mask in that game. Um, what? Really? It is the only other Legend of Zelda game that has that mask. Um, and Well, no, has that mask as a actual item. There's one ma- game where like someone has it like hanging on their wall, which is weird. Um, but, a little like, menacing. The, yeah, a little bit. Um, but in the Breath of the Wild game, you can actually get it as an item and wear it. Um, <laughs> It has no connection to the Majora's Mask game as far as we know. It's just like, I think it's just like a a Easter egg reference that the uh, developers put in the game just because. But yeah, it, you can actually get the Majora's Mask mask in uh, Breath of the Wild, which is kind of neat. What, is it, uh, what does yeah. it do to like... Uh, it, it makes the uh, the enemies in the game less, if not maybe completely... Um, like neutral to you so they won't in- immediately aggro on you so makes Dang, it so you can just like, kind of run around enemies and they just ignore you so that's kind of busted yeah yeah it's really strong but it's just kind of strange why that happens i don't know slash why they included it i don't know but anyway that's uh that's a topic for another day of the all the weird easter eggs that exist in that game for seemingly no reason hmm. um but for you guys, anyone who doesn't know anything about Majora's Mask or, or the creature, the entity Majora, um, Majora is, I guess I, I, I should preface this before I get any further and um, possibly confuse some people. Majora is the presumed name for the entity and the main antagonist of the game, The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. So... Uh, whenever I'm talking about this creature, this like evil spirit that is possessing the mask, um, I'm, I and most people assume that the creature behind the mask, like the entity possessing its name is Majora, but it could be that it's not, uh, it could be a completely different name, but we have never heard any other name associated with this mask other than Majora and it is called Majora's mask. So presumably the creature that is in it slash owns it would be the Majora, but who's to say, maybe it's not, um, this creature though, um, the guy we're going to call Majora is as far as legend of Zelda 
villains go, one of the weirdest and also one of the most like psychotic and like just like like to the core like villainous over all of them. Like most of the villains in the series are like they have like an overall goal and like they're like their plan is okay we're gonna like take over the world so that way we can rule it it's like the classic like i want to take over yeah america and be the ruler of america i want to take over the world and rule the world like yeah that's what most of the villains in the games in the series do um, Yo, they want to take them... over America? That's crazy. <laughs> I didn't know Ganon wanted to do that. <laughs> yeah, Ganon weirdly, like, very patriotic. <laughs> um, actually, technically he is patriotic, but not for America. Um, no, in this, in most of the Legend of Zelda games, they're, it was centered around the Kingdom of Hyrule. Um, funny enough, Majora's Mask does not take place in Hyrule. It's one of the only ones that doesn't. Oh, really? Um, yeah. It, it still takes, has a... It, Link and like Zelda in it, right? It still has Link, but Zelda doesn't exist. Oh, okay. Strangely enough, but so which um I'll talk about in a second. But um, it is place. It takes place in a world called Termina, and where, like I was saying, most of the uh, villains in the world or in the Legend of Zelda universe, they either want to like take over Hyrule or whatever world they're living in at the time, or like some of them are just like I just want to gain as much power as I can. And if that means destroying the world, then so be it. Um, there's a couple like that. This guy, Majora, his whole thing is he just wants to annihilate Termina. Doesn't care how it happens, but he's just like, his goal is just destroy Termina and cause as much like pain and suffering in the meantime, while the world is set to be destroyed as possible. Wow, just so, like literally wipe it off the map? or Yep, literally wipe it off the map. And his method of uh, destruction, if you, if anyone's either seen the game or is like slightly familiar with it, probably the second most iconic visual from this game is uh, the creepy moon with the giant face on it, like the grinning creepy right, moon. Right, right, yeah. right. Hate so that moon, man. Yeah, it's super weird. Haunts but my that, nightmares. <laughs> that's his plan for destroying Termina, is he's going to crush the moon into the city slash planet of Termina and destroy it. I mean, I think I, gotta, I think I got to hand it to Majora. That's a, that's a pretty solid plan if you want to totally annihilate something. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, bring the moon, so, the moon down, yeah. yeah. Right? Like, that. that'll completely destroy pretty much every single thing on whatever world you're on so it's uh it's a pretty solid strategy but it is a little bit of a, a little bit of work quite demanding and i feel like there's probably got to be easier ways to destroy or destroy a city or a world rather than <laughs> dropping a moon on it but yeah but know. is it is it as aesthetic as crashing so true. like very true very so true. true yeah so um that's being said well let's uh we'll get into a little bit of the story of what happens in the game in just a second but we'll go back in time this is this is a story that's told in the game as like a description of where this mask come fr comes from and kind of trying to explain like why it is the way that it is and how it can do the things that it does it doesn't really explain a ton but this is like the best backstory we have for Majora um so like the way the story goes is that a long time ago 
there was a mysterious tribe that used Majora's Mask in a bunch of its hexing rituals. Um, they presumably were not a very nice tribe, but they used it in all of these like, like cre- creepy, crazy rituals. And apparently it got so bad, however, that like they started having like really negative repercussions from it and because of like caused from the mask being used. And so they were so like that these repercussions became so bad that the ancient ones were afraid of like a catastrophe, like a world ending event. So they decided, you know what, maybe this mask is too evil even for us. So we're going to like lock it away forever. Um, just in case like this evil, like worshiping tribe decided this mask was too much for them. So they locked it away. Uh, the, they called, they said that they sealed it, the mask in shadow uh, to prevent its misuse. So yeah, they're they thought, evil. Yeah. They're not that evil. They're not that bad. So that was like the way that it was like used and kind of lost for a while. And there was kind of stories spread around and, and passed around for generations about this mask, but it was kind of lost. Um, that, that tribe that had used it eventually disappeared and everybody just kind of, it kind of passed into legend but after tons of years, there's this guy in the game called the Happy Mask Salesman. Uh, he's a weird dude. He's, he's hilarious. He sounds uh, he's, like a weird dude. Yeah. He's, got, he's like really like bizarre. And he's like the kind of guy who starts you on your quest at first. Um, mm-hmm. But he back like for his entire life, his whole ambition in life, obviously, I mean, kind of in his name is to sell masks. And more importantly, he also like collects masks. Um, he just thinks like masks are like fascinating i guess so he was like tracking across the entire world trying to find the most rare uh and impressive masks that there are and he heard about this legend and eventually after years tracked it down and finally found this mask the majora's mask so he was like he was jazzed he like found majora's mask this legendary mask and so he after he just found it very recently after he was walking through the forests of Termina, just outside of Termina, and he was sleeping by his campfire and in the middle of the night was robbed by a small forest creature that is known as the Skull Kid. Um, contrary oh, yeah. to his name, he doesn't actually have a skull for a face. That's just what they're called. They're like they're like woodland children. Like they're like they're about the size and temperament of children, but they're like completely made of wood and they just kind of live in the woods and just do their own thing. Um, and he actually has two fairy companions as well. So it's skull kid and his two little fairy buddies and they stumble upon the happy mask salesman while he's sleeping and they decide to rob him. And in robbing him, they end up stumbling upon Majora's mask and skull kid thinks it's cute and neat and it's cute, <laughs> I guess, and is only slightly uh, attracted by the evil coming from the mask and is probably corrupted at least a little bit first by the mask. And so he decides to steal that one and he puts on the mask. Um, from then on, it seems as though the skull kid is completely replaced and the Majora or Majora takes over Skull Kid and uses him like a puppet, his body as a puppet. Oh, so like 
whoever was Skull Kid is like totally gone at this point, and they're just it, yeah. It majora. seems that way because he doesn't really change. I mean, he he changes pretty significantly, but like he stays like personality wise and like uh memory wise he stays pretty much the same like he seems to have all the memories of skull kid but he changes in some pretty major ways and then in the end of the game the uh mask like fully detaches from skull kid and just like starts talking on his own and he specifically talks or calls the skull kid a puppet and that he was just parading around as him so it sounds like he like stole his memories and like latched onto him and like used him for a while and then eventually he's like eh, yeah i don't need him anymore okay. which is pretty brutal and so when you were talking about like a uh, skull kid uh like putting on the mask and stuff i i think there's like a pretty like well-known like youtube video is it like a like do you know the one i'm talking about it's like i do like, pretty high quality like I don't know if it's animation or like CGI, but like it's like pretty creepy, pretty disturbing, and it's like him putting on the Majora's mask. Yeah, yeah, so, that mo- the video is awesome. I freaking yeah, love that's that pretty video. sick, man. But I don't know, like it just seems kind of weird to me that the like happy mask sal- salesman, right? He was like looking for this super evil, like cursed, like caged up mask. Did right? he know that it was like this no, bad? That sounds a little. I don't, I don't think so. Um, I mean, and that is one theory that I am not super going to get into today. Um, but the, there is a theory of, among the Legend of Zelda community that I've heard of that, like, people think that the Happy Mask salesman is actually like an evil, like, villain, and he was hunting down the mask because oh, like, he's he like, the oh, grand like, mastermind. Exactly. Like, it's going to give him like a bunch of power. But I think it's that, like, like I said, like the mascot was kind of lost for. We don't know how long, but years, long enough for an entire civilization, an entire tribe to kind of just disappear and fade away into myth. So I think he knew that it was powerful and presumably evil because like people can say they can feel the evil coming from the mask. But I don't think he really knew how evil the mask was. So I think he just knew that it was like a kind of cursed object. And to be fair, he has it seems like many masks in his possession that are very similar to that where like he has oh, masks that have power to them. not as like this is by far the most powerful mask he has but it seems like he has other masks that also have some power to them and have some like like supplemental stuff they're not just regular masks so this isn't an abnormality for him but this is by far the worst one and i don't think he just i think he just didn't fully register how bad it was yeah, but. this guy's like super sus, like Brad said. Like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he is like definitely, he's not the villain of the story, but he's absolutely like the reason why the story happens. Like, he is the problem. Like, if he had just left mm-hmm. everything well enough alone, then nothing would have happened. But he caused, he is the catalyst for all of the problems happening in the story. So, and which is funny because like the game starts. Uh, which I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but the game starts after like Link kind of stumbles his way into Termina, and one of the first people you meet is the Happy Mask salesman, and his first thing that he says to you is like, yo, there's this guy, the Skull Kid, he just stole my mask, he's causing problems, he's about to kill everybody, you have to stop him. It's like, bro, this is your problem. Like, you caused this. Why is my, why are you putting this on me? Like, why do I have to go stop him? But, I mean, to be fair, you're the hero, so you get you gotta but it's just kind of funny like he finds you 
and immediately is like, hey, you've got to solve my problem for me. Thank you. Save the world for me. Yeah, he's the one that like dug out this mask Mm -hmm. and like cracked it out of probably like whatever, like you said it was like bound in shadow or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, I messed up, but uh, fix it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, please. (laughs) Yeah. So that's uh, it's kind of strange, but he's he's not necessarily a villain, but just a weird dude, it seems like. But so as I was saying, Skull Kid just got the mask put on and presumably is now starting to be corrupted by the mask slash maybe just fully overridden by the mask, fully um, consumed by the mask. Uh, And one of the first things that the Skull Kid wearing the mask does is there are four giants in the land of Termina that are like the guardian deities of the, the world. And these deities, like they're like, they each live in like different quadrants of the world. And they just kind of like, keep and we don't really know exactly what they do but they just like kind of keep the world in check and keep it in balance just and, doing giant things yeah, you know they doing what they do um they look kind of weird they look like acorns with arms and legs which is kind of funny okay but, <laughs> but exactly what i imagine they look like uh-huh exactly yeah as as you would expect the giants of termina are just giant acorns what did you expect uh but the first thing that skull kid does when he gets the mask is he traps those four guardians into mask shape um this game in case you hadn't already put it together put it together it's big on masks it's all about masks everything is a mask um so first thing he does is he turns those four giants traps them into the shape of masks and gives them to these powerful monsters that he creates all across termina and so now these masks are put those or these giants are in the shape of masks and worn by these monsters and the monsters kind of like gain the, the power and strength of those giants. Um, he then also, after that, like I said, uh, directs the moon to start crushing the world, start coming at the world. And when you get there, the hero link, um, he kind of like the link just kind of stumbles upon Termina and he arrives, uh, three days before the moon is set to destroy the planet or the world so geez <laughs> just yeah, in you get time i suppose three days before um which is where the one of the game mechanics comes into play is like it's kind of like a groundhog's day thing where you have three days to do everything you need to in the game and you obviously don't have enough time and so the entire time you're playing the game you're taking time back and so like, you live three days and then you have to reverse time three days and then you live another three days and then you reverse time back and you just like you keep like living in this time loop over and over again until you're able to like get everything done within the time limit and then save the world so oh so it's kind of neat does but, like link just like die and then just like wake up and it's like well yeah. time to get back to work or yeah so you there's two ways you can either do it yeah you can either just let the moon crush the planet and then yeah you'll like there's like this crazy animation that you'll see the moon hit the ground and then there's just like a wave of fire that comes at you and it hits you and you die instantly. Um, (laughs) But then you wake up immediately, like again on the first day or um, you end up getting a magical ocarina and you can play that and it will reverse time three days without you having to die. So uh, functionally the same thing, but you just don't see the horrific cutscene of dying every time and I think you do keep some of your uh, some benefits if you do it the normal way of reversing time rather than doing it 
dying. Not to mention also you can reverse time earlier than the three than the end of the third day if you want to using the ocarina. Whereas if you just do it the moon crushing way, you just have to wait out the time frame and just like wait till you die. So if you have nothing else you can do in the time frame, you just have to sit there and wait. But right, and there's not really much difference. I'm not crazy in that. Like, there's also a Legend of Zelda game that's Ocarina of Time, right? There is, yes. But okay, that is okay. Not this is, game. That's a different Ocarina, though, right? Yes. It, it is the same Ocarina, but oh, okay, different game. Yes. Gotcha, so the, gotcha. that's where the timeline of Legend of Zelda games is a little bit confusing. Um, but for those people who know the Legend of Zelda timeframes, or at least are slightly familiar, um, the link that is in Ocarina of Time is the same link that is in Majora's Mask. Um, so when uh, when you finish busy, the game of Ocarina of Time, yeah, when you finish the game Ocarina of Time, you go back in time to go back to your like normal like little child version, like he's like seven years old or something like that. And after you be- beat that game, at the end of the game, like Link just is like, you know what? I just lived like an entire life within like a very short amount of time. Cause he was like time traveling back and forth and back and forth. And so he's like, I'm done. I need to go like on a hiatus or something. So he leaves Hyrule and in his wanderings and his like meandering, he ends up stumbling upon Termina and that's where the story begins. So like, it's the same length, same link right after the last game. And he just like kind of stumbles into this world and it just so happens it's ending. So he saves it again. <laughs> Cause you know, what else is it going to do? His vacations always have to go somehow very poorly. Um, so the way that the rest of the story goes very quickly, um, Link shows up in Termina completely by mistake. Um, but when he gets there, he, the first person he runs into is Skull Kid actually. Um, and Skull Kid ends up cursing Link and it then through being, through finding a cure to his curse, Link then finds out about the four giants, finds out about them being imprisoned and finds out that the moon is falling on the planet that one i think was pretty easy to find out but the rest he was told <laughs> i wonder why <laughs> the moon is so close yeah he's just like wow the moon's really close on this planet and everyone's like it's not supposed to be and he's like oh whoops Ooh. i just assumed mm. you guys like really liked moons or something <laughs> um so yeah he then sets out throughout the rest of the, the campaign or the the quest of the game is to free the four giants respectively in each of their area and then use their help to catch the moon and stop it from falling onto the planet. So like after you free the four giants, they literally like all four of them come toward, come to the moon and they all four grab the moon and like hold it in place and stop it from falling onto the planet. So after that happens, uh, the Majora or the spirit inside of the mask decides that it's tired of using skull kid as its puppet. And it just kind of like drops him on the ground. It's like, whatever. And he, disappears up inside of the moon which is goes into know, the how moon. moons work yeah he, he, moons everyone knows moons yeah. are hollow come on yeah yeah everyone knows this that's yeah so yeah, then i saw uh, that like 2022 like movie moonfall or whatever right yeah exactly it's almost the that's same factual thing. right yeah almost the same <laughs> thing so majora goes up and hides in the moon and so does link link like chases after the puppet or sorry chases after majora um, and inside of the moon is like just a giant green field with a single tree in the middle, you know, like That's I said, exactly it's basically moonfall. Uh huh. It's the same thing. 
Um, and in this giant field, there are a bunch of children playing. Um, there's like five in particular. Um, so there's like four just hanging children. out. Yeah, they're just kind of just chilling, just wandering around. Um, those four children all have the their face, like the faces represent the four bosses that you fought in the game, and they're those four children are supposed to like represent the giants that you saved. And then the fifth child is Majora. It's wearing the Majora's mask. Um, so then you go up and talk to the Majora's mask child, and he like kind of is like acts very childlike and asks you if you want to play a game, if you want to play good guys against bad guys. And if you say yes, then you get transported into the final boss room and you fight Majora. If you say no, then nothing happens and you just like wait till the end of the game. You just like die again. But you're supposed <laughs> to say yes. And then you end up going into the boss room and you fight Majora. This is pretty much the first time that we ever see like Majora with a physical body, but presumably it's not his actual body because it changes throughout the the boss fight. Um, but there are people who like theorize that maybe like as the boss fight goes on, you're getting closer and closer to what his actual body looks like. I don't know. That's kind of just speculative. Uh, but the first like wave of the boss fight is just like a floating mask, just doing its own thing. It just kind of spins around the room. And then the second phase of the boss fight, he grows arms, legs, and a tiny little like little baby head. Uh, and and it's, like just, a, like, it's like a weird little like orb in the middle, yeah, like a yeah. like, fork looking thing. Yeah, exactly. It's like a weird little head. Um, and that version of the boss just kind of like sprints around the room and like dances. It literally like like does pirouettes and like dances. <laughs> it does like the uh, um, what's the what's the one song? The Russian man song, where like he like kicks like he's like oh, crouched down like with his arms crossed and kicking out your legs yeah he, he does that dance at one point oh that's um, so menacing man i hate yeah. that it's, it's so weird um so that's the second wave of the boss fight and then the last wave um he turns into what's called majora's wrath and that is like a really buff guy with whips coming out of his hands and like a full-on like angry demon looking head hmm. and that's Jeez. like the final phase of the boss and he's actually pretty difficult um normally uh if you fight he's 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 not dancing he is absolutely not dancing he is (laughs) he is giving up all the dancing unfortunately the the dance off failed time for plan b yeah (laughs) he tried to give us a tried to beat us with a dance off and apparently we do not live in uh sorry uh uh, star lord you're you're no longer useful in this fight yeah unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) um so then after you beat the boss fight then uh the evil in the spirit is dispelled and the moon ends up being like dissolving in like a beam of rainbow light and uh, it's gone forever yeah it just just vaporizes um i don't know if maybe that means that it was put back to its original place or if that moon wasn't actually termina's real moon and it was just like a manufactured moon that he created i don't know i don't know it doesn't really go into it but the moon's gone it's no longer crushing the world and that's what matters um the uh link then is just like kind of lands like just reappears back on the world um back where he like initially went up into the moon and he now has the mask with him and he gives the mac mask back to the happy mask salesman because reasons i guess (laughs) yeah the the right thing to do yeah, because it's really safe in this like just weird dude's hands yeah. where he exactly. lost it before. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So 
that is like the really shortened, which I mean, it wasn't all that short, but it was shortish uh, description of kind of what goes on in broad strokes in the game. Uh, but that being said, for the entirety of the game, while you're doing your thing, trying to stop Majora from ending the world, he's also like doing stuff and like up to things. Um, and the reason that there are some people that aren't convinced that Majora is completely in control the entire time throughout the games is because like the skull kid, when he was himself, when he didn't have the mask on was very tricksy. He was like very like a, um, uh, what's the word? He was, he was mischievous, very mischievous and just like loved playing pranks on people. And when he got the Majora's mask on him and he was like kind of going around doing his thing, most of the things that he does throughout the game, other than crushing the world with a moon, that most of them are just like very mean, like pranks, just like aggressively mean spirited jokes on people. And so that's where like people think that maybe Skull Kid is still kind of in there somewhere. And that's why like most of the things that the Majora's Mask does are kind of in line with what Skull Kid does. Um, yeah. There's also some Maybe people that a little bit more extreme. Exactly. Like where he just kind of like, it might be that the Majora's Mask is just corrupting and like heavily like swaying Skull Kid to be more aggressive and meaner with his jokes more than he normally would. Um, that being said, there's also a theory that maybe instead of that theory, maybe it's just that the Skull Kid is fully, or, or that the uh, Majora's Mask is fully in charge of the body, and he's just still going around like pretending to be Skull Kid and putting up appearances so that way people don't know that he's in charge, like that he's I mean, fully running around. Thing uh, to like to Venom, right? Because it kind of adapts to its user. So exactly on the main guy that. He attaches to right he's Eddie brock yeah thank you he's just kind of like basic right but if he goes to like deadpool then he becomes all like insane right insane. <laughs> but then he goes on someone else and so you know, it kind of adjusts and so that's that true it's like a he adapts to the person that he's right and that is that is probably an accurate uh i would assume that's an accurate assessment as well um but because the, like at the same time, I could also see it kind of like being the other way, because like when you're fighting Majora, like Majora's mask, just in the boss fight at the end, you said like at least in its like second phase, it still seemed kind of like trips tricksy and maybe like chaotically like whimsical with it like dancing yeah, around and dance true. fighting you, and like that's kind of <laughs> like a weird thing for like a that is I don't true, know, like, like a, a holy evil thing to do. Yeah, right. I don't know. Yeah, it's so that's Hard where. To say. It is really difficult to try and figure out which way that it really goes. Um, there is some amount of like childlikeness to the entity, um, just the way that it talks throughout the games. Like when, even when you can tell, like it is very specifically the Ma the Majora's Mask talking, not Skull Kid. It still talks in a very like child esque way. Um, for example, when he does, he finally like drops Skull Kid off, and it like doesn't need him anymore and he say, says that he shed the puppet and he didn't he was tired of playing uh with the charade he specifically says that he was done playing with skull kid because he wasn't fun anymore um and so it's like it just kind of seems kind of childish and then when you go up into the moon and are talking to 
like the spirit in there he specifically like talks about like, hey do you want to play a game do you want to play uh good guys versus bad guys so like whether the spirit is like possessing skull kid and that's where it's getting its child childishness from or maybe it's just fully childish it's not clear but it definitely does have some like weirdly childish natures throughout it uh which is just strange like you said for an evil yeah, entity like to have an it's ancient just ancient evil entity yeah. it is kind of like very strange i guess it makes it more like unnerving yeah know? it definitely comes off more like disturbed and insane because of that but it also kind yeah. of explains the extremeness in his approach to destroying the world right yeah. it's not just like uh, i'm gonna take over because that's that's definitely something more of an adult mindset, right like strategizing to take over the world uh-huh. like, oh, i'm gonna it doesn't matter i'm just destroying the world it's, yeah i'm dropping a moon onto it because yeah. reasons yeah like what do you want to be when you grow up kid i want to be a the man who destroyed the earth yeah. with the moon i want to yeah, be like, the moon and i'm gonna crush the earth it does definitely does feel like a very like it's it's the most flashy like extremely weird way to destroy a planet like rather than oh, i'm just gonna blow it up it's oh i'm gonna like every every kid this is probably a very tangential like not actually related but for for a long amount of time every kid when they grew up they were like oh what do you want to be oh, i want to be an astronaut well the majora's mask when he when he grew up he wanted to like end all astronauting <laughs> <laughs> I see wanted, i'm gonna put an end to it uh, my mommy didn't send me to astronaut school yeah, i'm tired <laughs> I, I wanted to go to astronaut camp and she said no i had to go to band camp instead <laughs> Now I have this kid playing a flute around me and I'm tired of it. I hate it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like I said, like throughout the entire uh, story, he's very childish and does very weird things. Um, other, like more than just like giving the the moon a weird face, which is weird in and of itself because 90% of moons, as far as I'm aware, don't have faces on them. So, <laughs> what, what's the other ten percent? What I mean, on this, just, man? Uh, there's some other there's moons out there in the the galaxy that we don't fully know. Maybe that maybe one of them has a moon. Or They're actual literal moon. entities with, and that like that's their head. So they of course yeah. have maybe. Yeah. I hate that. That is like <laughs> what is that called? It's like megalophobia or whatever. Yeah, you know? massive objects. It's really? terrifying. I like you put like a face on a planet, and if it starts talking, I'm. I, I'm out of there, man. <laughs> Pretty no, weird, honestly. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. Uh, but some of the other things that that Majora gets up to while he's just kind of kicking it around in Terminal, waiting for the world to end, um, is he turns a character called Cafe, um, which I I think that's how you pronounce it. It's K A F E I. It's a weird word, weird name. Um, but Cafe is was an adult, um, totally normal person and was literally days away from being married, and the Skull Kid turns him into a child. Why? Dang. There's not really any reason. It doesn't really do anything. The The person wasn't important. Cafe was not doing anything, <laughs> but just stumbled upon the Skull Kid, and rather than killing him, the Skull Kid just like, yeah, you're now a child, so have fun getting married <laughs> in four days. So, kind of embarrassing. Um, similarly, like along that same lane, vein of weirdness, uh, when Link runs into 
the skull kid, like I said, he got cursed. And uh, the way he gets cursed is Link is turned into what's called a Deku scrub, which is a Deku scrub. Yeah, yeah. Which is it's in the game they're like little wooden uh, kids, like little, like basically what Skull Kid is, kind of. But like they're just like little wooden dudes with a giant like open like like donut for a mouth. I don't know how to describe <laughs> them. They're weird looking creatures. Um, and he, so that's what Link it has to deal with being for a while until he's able to like get it cured and he can go back to normal human Link. Um, and then he also the the Skull Kid, along uh, among other things, this, this isn't the full list, but he also presumably it, he's never fully blamed for this, but presumably he also summons literal aliens to the uh, a like local farm in the area and sends the aliens to abduct the uh, cows on that farm. What a classic. I know. So it's like definitely not like the most menacing or the most painful or, or, or evil things to be done. They're just like weird, like, like aggressively mean pranks is basically what he does. Super like, chaotic yeah Yeah, super chaotic just like throws the entire world of termina into like a weird chaos playground so well and what makes it even more weird is the fact that like literally within days the world's gonna end so like it's pointless which is actually also going back to very like a child mind frame where you know like instead of just like sitting back and being like let's just watch eat watch the world burn and eat popcorn you know, he's yeah. like, now nah, we're going to keep just messing with people. Yeah. Let's just keep poking the bear and just keep causing problems. But, I mean, I guess to, to, to be fair, if you just keep causing problems in the world and you just keep, like, messing with people, they'll be so distracted and so, like, distraught by those, like, small distractions that maybe they won't be able to try and stop you. Maybe they won't have time to be able to... Hey, the moon's away. falling! I can't. I'm I'm trying to get married and I'm a child and uh, yeah, I mean to be I don't fair, have time to worry about a moon. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, like, hey, the moon's ending. Yeah, that's cool, but I am a literal child right now. So I don't know what I can do about that anymore. <laughs> I can't do anything anymore. I'm seven years old, so thanks. Uh or or uh, the world's ending, you gotta stop it. It's like, okay, cool, but like there's literally aliens like invading my home. I can't I can't stop the moon. There's aliens coming after me. I'm gonna get abducted by aliens if I don't stop this. So I mean like it's it's Okay, so maybe there's some genius. Yeah, it's like it's not like they're like like completely harmless pranks of like, oh yeah, like now your shoes are tied together. It's like, I mean, this is threatening. It's just like it's a more pressing threat than the moon ending. Which is like a slightly less threatening uh, problem, but I just think it's hilarious. Like he's just like causing so many weird problems, and everyone's just like, "I guess that's the thing we have to deal with now." For some reason, so how does uh, Link like get out of his uh, like Deku scrub form? <laughs> uh, so. Uh, magic is the answer to that question. Oh, of course. Why didn't I uh-huh. think of that? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, within game, it has some amount of merit. It kind of makes sense, but it really is just like an ex machina. Um, what it is is you have to when you become your Deku Deku version, you lose um uh, that ocarina that we were mentioning earlier. That that ocarina of time from the previous game because like. 
uh, uh, is it like link. illegal for them to have it? Or? No, he just drops it. He literally just drops it. Oh, oh. Um, and uh, I don't have an inventory space. Yeah, oh, that's he, true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> when he drops it, um, Majora picks it up. So he gets cursed with like becoming a, a Deku scrub, and he drops the ocarina, uh, which is like a very magical, very sh- like strong item that is able to do a whole lot of things. In fact, in the first game. Uh, in the, or in the previous game of uh, Zelda, it was able to like completely like change time, and in this game it does as well. It can like put you backward in time and stuff like that. So like it's a very powerful item. Um, but when you turn into the Deku Scrub, you drop it, and Majora picks it up. So for the first little while, you have to figure out a way to try and like get up to like when like if, before the world ends, you have to find a way to get to Majora to get to where he's like kind of just hanging out and you have to find a way to get him to drop the ocarina so that way after he drops the ocarina then you can grab it go backward in time to before the world ends and then once you have that magical ocarina then you go to the happy mask salesman guy who just so happens in his travels to have learned this magical song called the song of healing which when you play it on the ocarina it undoes or undoes the uh curse that majora does to you and so you revert back to normal human self. Man, so. you were right. The ocarina can do like anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can so turn it, back time. Yeah. Like turn you like human. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's it's just kind of like an ex machina of like, oh, you're good now. It's saved. He knew this magical song somehow. Um, but that's the that's the, like it's the it's the ocarina that allows it to be done. The song itself is like also important but i think you have to have both to be able to do it um because the happy mask salesman guy he plays it on his like massive organ and it doesn't do anything like you have to play it on your ocarina to get it to do to get it to actually take effect so right um and there's actually several other people that you like run across in the world throughout the game that you can play that ocarina for and it will like quote unquote heal them and by heal them it it turns them into a mask that then link can wear to turn into them which is kind of weird what the <laughs> yeah um, isn't that so, like basically like majora's doing though yeah kind of uh sort of uh, like so, going so around they, turning things into masks but these people want to be turned into masks you don't understand oh, it's oh. okay I see. um but yeah so the first guy you run into is an uh goron who is like just like a stone person and uh he's actually already dead so you like find his like ghost and you play the song of healing which like kind of puts him to rest and then his spirit in being put to rest turns into a mask that you can then turn into to become him um and then the second one you can turn into is like this uh zora which is like a fish person right um and that fish person is dying like he was like lost out in the sea and she's like Drowned to death, I guess, which is ironic. Wait, for the, a fish, the person. fish person drowned yes. to death. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, this uh, world is whack, bro. <laughs> Moons with faces, fish people drowning to death. The water got poisoned or something, so it makes oh, sense. Oh. I don't know. Uh, but so he got, he's dying. You find him like drowning in the water. And so he's, as he's dying, he's like, hey, can you like put my soul to rest? And so you do the same thing where like you turn his soul into a mask. So it makes sense ish, but not really. But, um, so that's where, like, you're able to use this mask or this, this ocarina to do a lot of weird things. They just kind of, like, magic your way through. Um, 
but the it doesn't really make a whole ton of sense. So, but masks are really important, clearly. So it it just it, it you just gotta like let it be the way that it is. Is the end of the story, or is the moral of the story? But so that's kind of like what Majora's doing throughout the rest of the story. Um, while while Link is going around freeing the giants and then trying to get him to the trying to get the giants to catch the moon and save the world from being destroyed. Um, but there's like, like I said, there's some theories as to where Majora came from in the first place, because like, all we know is that he was like sealed in shadow and he's really strong and presumably really evil, but we don't really know more than that. Um, that was even just like the mask that the that tribe right. used, right? Like the original yeah. Majora probably was attached to the the mask in some way, like before that. Exactly. That yeah, yeah. So we know where the mask came from. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We know where the mask came from initially, but we really don't know where the creature behind the mask came from, particularly. Um, though there are some theories and one slightly confirmed origin, but I don't know how confirmed it is. Um, so the first one. This theory is, or this origin is connected to a race of people from one of the other games in the Legend of Zelda franchise, which is called the the Twilight Princess. It's the Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess game. Oh, hell um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My, my personal favorite Legend of Zelda game, um, followed closely by Majora's Mask, but personally, I think Twilight Princess is awesome. Um, and in this uh, world, in this universe, there's a also a tribe of people that were um, magic users and quote-unquote evil, mostly like the wide world considered them as evil people. Um, and the theory is that Majora belonged to this race of people, to this tribe of people. Um, these people, they were doing a lot of evil uh things a lot of evil spells and rituals and stuff like that so much so that the gods like got angry at them and and cursed them and in cursing them they the gods locked the this race of people into another dimension which is the shadow world or, or the the realm of twilight is what it's called and so because it's like that's where people theorize that the the tribe that was using majora's mask as like a catalyst for their spells was the same race and that the reason that that race kind of just disappeared off the face of the planet is because the gods kind of banished them into another world um and to help like add some fuel to the uh theory we do know specifically that this race of people they're called the twilight uh get get it because they live in the twilight realm so the twilight makes sense, uh, makes sense. <laughs> but these people they have a history of having like magical, powerful relics that are usually in the shape of helmets or uh, masks. Um, in the Twilight uh, Princess game, they have a couple of things. One is called the Fused Shadows, which is like a helmet that goes onto someone's head and is like super strong, uh, makes them like into like a crazy shadow beast. Um, there's also a guy, the the main antagonist of the game called Zant, has a helmet that does a very similar thing gives him powers and stuff um so there's the theory is that maybe majoro lived in that tribe and had powers 
then was infused into a mask because that way they could continue to using his power as fuel for their things. So I could, I could see that making sense. Yeah. Honestly. Cause the, the fuse shadows is what Midna wears. Yes, it is. One point in the game. Okay. Uh, yeah. That is what yeah. I was thinking of. And there's actually, if you look at the, um, the two, uh, masks, Majora's Mask and the Fused Shadows. The a lot of people think that the eyes for Majora's Mask and the Fused Shadows look pretty similar, and so that's where people are like, oh, like similar construction, so maybe they're the same. But right, uh, right. could just be like a shared art style that people liked. Uh, the other theory that is completely un uh, sanctioned, other than just people I think think it's cool, um, is that Majora wasn't initially a demon. Um, and the reason for this theory is because there's another item in the game, another mask that you can get that tra- transforms you. And that mask is called the fierce deity mask. Um, and that is the mask that if you've ever seen like pictures of link with like gray armor and gray eyes with like a weird, like helix sword. And like, he's like massive. He's like jacked. He's like humongous. <laughs> That the is jacked mask. Yeah, exactly. That's the uh, mask that that comes from. So like when oh, you put on right. this mask, you turn into like jacked, like crazy uh, link. And he's like got a massive sword. He's like insane. He has like a triangle on one breastplate and like a moon on the other. It doesn't really make sense. Like we have no like. It's just not like explained at all. Is. Yeah, nothing. Just just you can get this mask. Um, and so the theory <laughs> is, is that Majora was at one once upon a time was an insane demon that was just kind of causing wrecking havoc across this planet and there was this entity called the fierce deity that was like battling majora and they were like going back and forth and uh, eventually in this fight the fierce deity started to win and was about to destroy majora and so as a as like a last ditch effort to try and save its life the majora sealed itself inside of a mask to try and like preserve itself um, hoping that maybe someday in the future it would get released and could kind of start going again. Um, but in response, this deity, this fierce deity creature, uh, did the same thing. It sealed itself in a mask as well. So that way, hopefully, when Majora was freed, it could also get freed and their battle could continue in the future. Um, none of this is sanctioned, like, none of this is canon in the game. It's just like complete fan theory. Um, but the reason that this is like theorized is because in game, um, if you do like a like huge like side quest at the end of the game, when you go to fight Majora, uh, at, instead of just him saying like, hey, you want to like play good guys versus bad guys, let's go. Instead, he'll ask you if you want to play good guys versus bad guys and you say yes, and he'll give you the mask for this fierce deity. So that way you can become this like giant monster, awesome guy. Um, and then oh. you're supposed to like fight majora as this fierce deity and so the theory is like maybe majora is like wanting to face off against his like previous like rival and try and take him down at the same time as he's taking you down so that way he can kill like both of his enemies at once um, so in the game is that how you get the the fierce deity mask is the yes. is majora has to give it to you yeah majora gives it to you so uh, that's like kind of interesting yeah because yeah. then that's basically him like telling you like let's have either like a proper battle or like I'm ready to go, you know? Exactly. Kind of, kind of weird. And it's weird because the line in the game, um, the way that it goes is he, he asked if you want to play 
a game if if you want to play good guys versus bad guys. And then he says, okay, when you say yes, he says, okay, you play the bad guy. And he gives you the fierce oh. genie mask. So it's like that. Uh. It could just be that the the Majora just like, oh, well, like I'm the good guy in my own story. I'm the protagonist yeah, of yeah. the story. So you're the bad guy in my his eyes. Or it could be there's theories that this fierce deity is even, even worse. worse. Than Majora. <laughs> and he's just like, yo, all right, you're going to be even worse. And to be fair, um, if it is the, he, the fierce deity is worse than Majora, it kind of makes sense uh, because in the final boss fight, when you use the fierce deity mask, you stomp on Majora. He is a freaking joke. He, like It makes the end boss so trivial. You can beat him in seconds with this mask. That's so, crazy. Yeah. What and and so if Majora is like try giving you this mask to try and like beat both you and his arch nemesis at the same time, it was the biggest mistake of his life because you just freaking <laughs> annihilate him, which Man, is hilarious. This is like one of those things where you're like, did they put this in just as like a like a cool like bonus, like you did everything kind of ending? Or Probably. is this like actual like the secret true ending, you know? Yeah, yeah, and that's where it's not canon either way. It's not super sure, but there is another, like, the final possibly most canon explanation as to where the uh, Majora's Mask come from, and on top of that, slightly, I would say, also a partial confirmation as to where the Fierce Deity comes from as well, um, personally. But that and the origin for this story is actually from the Majora's Mask manga which is a thing that exists that I didn't know about for a long time. Um, Yo, it has a manga? It has a manga. Does, like, other, like, Legend of Zelda, like, storylines have mangas as well? I have no idea. I don't know. Um, I would assume that they do, but I don't know of any. Um, I guess it, like, kind of makes sense for Legend of Zelda to have a manga, right? It kind of does, yeah, but I just, like... I'm not a big manga person, not a big manga reader. I'm not a reader in general for most things. So it, it isn't really my thing. So I've never really heard of them, but it wouldn't surprise me if they do. Um, that being said, the manga follows basically the same story as the, as the game. Basically everything goes the same way. Um, only in the, at the very end, rather than saying, do you want to play good guys versus bad guys? He says, do you want to play tag? Um, which is probably just a difference between the Japanese translation and the normal English translation, because like in Japan tag is a more common, popular, uh, familiar game to play. Um, and he, when he asks you if you want to play tag, he then says he gives you the fierce deity mask. And in doing so, he tells you that rather than saying, okay, we're going to play this game. You be the bad guy. He says, okay, we're going to play the game. You be the Oni. Um, which in Japanese lore is like an evil spirit. Um, yeah, like a, our Oni episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check that. Um, but it also could be completely unrelated because in Japan, when you play tag, the person who's like it is called the Oni. So it also could just be him saying you're it. Oh, okay. and it's it could be completely unrelated. But it's just an interesting interesting thing of like, huh? Maybe another hint to Fierce Deity being a vastly more evil creature than even Majora was. But so that being said in the manga, there is also a side story that happens. Um, that is, Appa, it looks like, 
Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, and it's completely unrelated to the main story. And it never, yeah, it never happens in the game. Um, but in the side story, it's actually really cool. Um, the origin, it's like supposedly the origin for Majora. And in this story, Majora was originally a giant dragon-like creature. Um, and this creature was tasked with guarding an empty, timeless, like nothing land where there was ne- neither life nor death. There was just nothingness. It was just completely vacant, um, which sounds like the most boring job ever. Uh, but w- this dragon was also wearing a, a suit of armor or wearing armor plates, I guess. I don't know if I think they were attached to it. Um, and these armor pieces were fabled to be able to grant like incredible wishes and bestow in, like amazing power on whoever owns it. So naturally, he, any, everybody who heard about this story naturally came to try and get this armor because they wanted to have, to have all the power because people are weird and people are the worst. Um, but thankfully, every time that people came to try and get this, this armor for their dastardly designs uh majora just ate them so that was simple enough <laughs> yeah so he, i mean he's it seems like he's a pretty good guard dog or guard dragon um and he, every single time apparently this happened many times there would be people that would show up to try and take the armor from him and or kill him and he just ate them all went men women children all of them um but then finally one day in this story a an unnamed traveler who just kind of showed up to try and get the armor presumably um and this traveler looks an awful lot like an older gruffer like weathered link um Mm, suspicious exactly and my headcanon is that this older gruffer uh version of link might also just be the origin for the fierce deity because fierce deity is the only version of link that we see wearing armor uh, full armor as his like normal getup, and he is basically an older, gruffer, stronger, tougher version of Link. So it is possible that this this guy, this traveler who shows up to converse with the original Majora, might be the origin for the Fierce Deity. And after talking to and beating Majora, that he absorbed some of his power and became the fierce, like the the incredible creature that he was the fierce deity and then subsequently got put into a mask personally that's oh. my own side canon theory so do you think like the the fierce deity like made like the armor that link wears in the video game out of like the dragon majora i think i think personally i part of it any anyway was i think so um because this if you look at the pictures from the manga the guy's got a lot of armor the uh dragon yeah he's and... got a lot of like like armor plates and stuff on his back i think some of that armor could have been used to make some armor for a regular human and then one of those plates could have been used to make the mask which is what ends up happening um the mask is made out of one of the plates of armor so that's where i think the rest of the armor plates just got turned into the armor that that fierce deity wears and that's where he gets the power and like the incredible strength that he has as that magic creature that guy but that's that's that is completely a side theory that I just have personally, and as far as I know, there's no real founding to it. But I just think that would be cool. Yeah, I mean, I think it like makes sense as well. Isn't like the yeah. whole like extended timeline of like 
the Legend of Zelda is a lot about like time loops and stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of it, it's less about time loops and more of diverging uh timelines where like there's there's one game that causes three major branching timelines and then from each of those timelines we have multiple other fracturing timelines out further of like just like well this game is like along that same timeline but then it diverged here and that's why there's all these differences in the game compared to the rest of the games in that timeline stuff like that so oh, okay. it's, it's full of like diverging timelines so it could just be that this is like this is the diverging timeline of a link that just survived for a very long time and just kind of went off and did like some random adventures and just like explored the world and happened to find this magical creature and created this mask. So could just be like a different version of him. And do you know if like uh, Majora the dragon, was it like pretty like innately evil or did maybe it become like vengeful after this possible seems... link killed it? It seems like it was uh, basically like a natural creature. Like it didn't seem like it had any kind of malice. Yeah, it was just like it was given the job of guard this world and it did that job. Not really angrily, just just did its job. So I think it would probably that that evilness crept in later over time, unfortunately, or for some reason. But okay, yeah. Um, That being said, sorry, I I guess I'll circle back a little bit to what you were saying. along the line of time loops um i think what you mean where you were getting that from there is a cycle of reincarnation throughout the series uh right which i I think think might be what you were thinking of yeah yeah i think that Um, yeah so like link zelda and ganondorf are always in every generation reborn over and over and over again in like an endless loop of fighting each other because like ganondorf is quote-unquote the the like epitome and like the reincarnation of evil and link is like the reincarnation of like the hero spirit who's like supposed to take over and like save the world and then zelda is like the reincarnation of like like the wise uh like savior like like the 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 basically the goddess of like the world and so like she's like responsible for keeping the world in balance and link is responsible for like protecting the rest of the world and saving her so like they keep getting reincarnated but like throughout multiple timelines and like through a fractioning or fracturing timeline so it's really complicated and it's like didn't anticipate getting into that so don't worry about it no it's all Uh, good i I just like vaguely remember i had a friend that was super into like legend of zelda and he got out like a whiteboard and he just drilled yeah all the timelines and it was just like absolutely blowing my mind (laughs) (laughs) that's my own headcanon as to where the fierce deity comes from but that's not confirmed. Um, picking up back in the story where we left off, all of a sudden, one of the one day, this uh, unnamed traveler who looks uh, suspiciously like Link shows up, and rather than trying to fight Majora and like kill him to claim his armor, the traveler just comes to talk and just like starts chatting. And in the their conversation, the traveler starts to sympathize with Majora with how lonely he is because he's like stuck in this world of endless nothingness with no life or where there's no life there's no death it's just endless nothing and anytime anybody shows up in that world that person is there to kill Majora and for no other reason than that so like he's got a really lonely life uh so yeah the traveler starts to like commiserate with him starts to talk with him the traveler starts to like 
talk to Majora about how like maybe maybe Majora just like wants to die. Like maybe that's like maybe it's it's been his time. Maybe he should just like kind of let it let go. Um and that that like to be fair like the creature can't just like let his guard down he can't just like abandon his post so he's he's too stalwart for that but this traveler starts to play drums and starts to like sing a song and starts to like play music for Majora and Majora starts to dance and as he dances he dances for three days and three nights which coincidentally is how long the game takes place the game takes place over a three day period and as he dances. Uh, Majora, time is born in this world, and on the fourth day, the dragon dies because now there's time, and so time catches up with him, and he dies, or time catches up and kills him because he's been living for so long. So, because of that, then after this creature dies, he leaves behind just his armor, and the world of like never ending death and never ending life is destroyed, and presumably that is where Termina comes from, um, and then that traveling link ends up carving the majora's mask out of that magic armor and hoping to seal away the power of the creature majora forever so that's like the supposed actual origin story of the uh creature the spirit majora but i don't know if that's ever like officially canon because it's not ever in the game and it's just in the manga that i'm not sure how connected those games are or those stories are to the actual games but yeah that is fascinating though yeah so that's the origin for majora and that's like the creature spirit demon thing majora that in my opinion is one of the most fascinating creepy villains of the legend of zelda franchise it's definitely like way more in depth than i thought like yeah <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't quite know what I was expecting when we were doing uh, Majora's Mask, but this was a very welcome surprise. It's just like pretty deep and like really makes you kind of like theorize and think. I love it. Yeah, I think I think it's, it walks a very interesting balance of like, I wish there was more lore because it, like then you would have some actual definitive answers and you could have some like interesting like tidbits of what could come in the future and like where the story could be going but at the same time with like the amount of information that we have it just kind of leaves a very interesting canvas for you to just kind of paint your own imaginary story to it it's just like you can kind of just write your own story and this is what i feel like majora's mask is and this is what i think happens and this is i think where he came from and what happened afterwards which i think is also has its own merits and own benefits as well but yeah, I think it's a very interesting. Majora is one of the coolest things, and I think it is a very cool visual. Uh, it is a very interesting depiction. Like the the mask is just so iconic to me, mainly because like I think of growing up playing the game. But like that mask is just so cemented into my mind. Uh, I think that will do it for us on this episode because uh, there was. Uh, to be honest, a longer episode than I meant it to be, than I expected it to be. And uh, I don't mean to drag, I don't I don't try to make every episode forever long, but <laughs> it kind of just ends up happening on accident. So, um, but I think that will do it for us today for Majora. Uh, thank 
you all so much for watching, for listening. I guess if you're watching, please don't. (laughs) (laughs) I prefer the just listening. Thanks for Uh, listening, though. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, Check us out on social media. We're uh, on Twitter, on TikTok. Uh, Well, when I say we, I mean Brad is on TikTok. (laughs) He's he's the, the champion of that social media. You can watch me there. That's not. That's not that weird. one. You can watch that one. I'll, I'll allow it. You can both watch and listen there. Uh, and if you would be so kind, if you liked, enjoyed the episode, and you have a friend or someone that you think would enjoy the episode, we'd love if you shared because we just we'd like to uh, share this fun information. We th- we think it's interesting, so we'd love to be able to share it with other people who also find yeah. it interesting. So, anything else? I don't want to cut you guys off. You know, I feel like I need to say something. <laughs> I know, right? Um, now you gotta something. Uh, Any words of wisdom for us, Brad, before we leave? You know, if we really think about it now. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, all right. Well, maybe we'll start next episode with some words of wisdom from Brad. It'll be just. It'll be twenty minutes of just straight wisdom. <laughs> I'll prepare. What an intro. Alrighty. Uh, but I think that'll do it then and we'll see you next week for a new monster and some awesome wisdom. Bye!